What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellows Podcast. Coming to you here on a Friday. Lucas and Tyler hanging out with you. Tyler, how's it going, man? How's it going? Man, it's going. And uh, I will say... It's happening. (laughs) It's happening. Um, It's going. Life keeps moving. Whether you like it or not, everything moves on. Um, no, I'm, I'm. We got a pretty fun episode. Don't I'm we? looking forward to this episode. Yeah, our goal has been to try and bring you more of a like fun episode every single week too. In addition to a division breakdown, um, since we're not, so we don't just cruise through division breakdowns and then sort of mock draft every so often. Like, we're gonna break it up a little bit. We're gonna pace them, break them out, break them up a little bit. Uh, and today's is fun. We're going to bring you a little bit of keep trade cut for pretty much the entire episode. Uh, we'll we'll get into that and we'll wrap out. We have a few, few mailbag questions at the end. If you want to leave us some mailbag questions, uh, shoot us a DM on any of our socials. Uh, FFL is on Twitter. The FFL is on Instagram. Fantasy Football Fells pay, Facebook. Goodness, Facebook. Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. You can uh, leave a comment in any of our videos uh, and we will hopefully get to it at some point. Um, so we'll we'll close out with some mailbag, but uh, we'll do some keep trade cut for this episode. And frankly, to try and and keep this short and sweet, uh, let's just let's just dive into keep trade cut. Let's not waste the people's time. Less than two minutes into the episode, let's just dive right in. Let's do it. We got a handful of players for keep trade cut. All right, we're gonna have four different sections of keep trade cut. All right. Um, it's going to be a cluster of running backs or two clusters of running backs and two clusters of wide receivers that we're going to keep trade cut. All right. So I'm going to do, I'm going to provide you the three players. I'm going to read you their ADPs afterwards. You're going to tell me who are you keeping? Actually, here's what we'll do. We'll each share who we're keeping. We'll each share who we're trading and we'll each share who we're cutting. That's how we'll do it. So okay, it's not okay. just like one person at a time. We'll, we'll go keep, we'll go trade. We'll cut when we'll move on to the next group. Sound good? We make sense. Yeah. We're on the same page yep. here. We already were. Who am I kidding? Keep trade cut. Keep trade cut number one. Aaron Jones. Leonard Fournette. Saquon Barkley. Aaron Jones currently going as the running back 12. Fournette as the running back 13. And hey, Saquon Barkley is right behind him. Running back 14. So all three of these guys in fantasy drafts are going one right after the other. Tyler, who are you keeping out of this cluster? Oh man, this is tough. This one, this one is the toughest one out of the, the rest of them. This, this is one's the toughest tough. One. I wanted to start with a tough one. Ooh, man, I think I think I got to keep Aaron Jones. I I because he's a top ten running back for me this year. I got to keep that. I 100% agree with you. His receiving work is going to, I'm going to put it uh, so a two-year-old can understand it. His receiving work going to go boom. It's gonna boom, go boom, boom. Boom, boom. It's going to go boom, boom. Okay, it's going to go up, right? I am fully expecting Aaron Jones to see at least 80 targets this year. Uh, and frankly, I think I originally had him statted out to see around 90. I had to bring that oh. down a little bit. But like that's my optimism for Aaron Jones, okay? 
top 12 running back each of the past three years has seen 60 plus targets in those seasons. Okay. And now his, yes, his rushing work has regressed every year. And so has his fantasy rank. I'm, I'm just not concerned. Okay. Like I am not concerned for how much his receiving work is going to go up. You're not drafting Aaron Jones to be a 225, 230 touch running or 230 rushing attempt running back. You're drafting Aaron Jones because you're expecting him to see 75 plus or 75 plus targets this year. That's why you're drafting Aaron Jones. You're not drafting him to be this downhill workhorse running back. In PPR formats, you are drafting him because he will get you massive PPR upside. The other guy on this list, Leonard Fournette, 180 rushing attempts last year. And where did he finish? Oh, top 10. You, you just don't need that kind of rushing work when you get the receiving work that Aaron Jones is going to get this year. I'm keeping Aaron Jones as well. Tyler, who are you trading out of Leonard Fournette or Saquon Barkley? Who are you trading? I'm going to answer this kind of in the inverse way. You're not going to be able to trade Saquon for his actual value at the moment. Are you? Well, his actual value. Like, because I I shouldn't say actual value. Saquon has one the name value, but two he also has a ceiling. He does, and no one's going to buy into that argument because they've seen him the past two years. So I have to I have to trade Lenny because it like. It, there's no way I I would be able to trade Saquon to someone and get fair return for Saquon. Here's where I push back because I think Saquon Barkley's trade value between his name and what people know they're getting. Obviously, nobody is going to pay full value for Saquon Barkley, but they know what they want from Saquon Barkley, right? Like, they know they're trading for a guy who can be a top five running back. They are fully aware of that. When you're trading for Lenny, do you know you're trading for a top five running back, potentially? How here, here? Maybe I should say this. How much more confident are you that Saquon Barkley will be a top five running back than Leonard Fournette will be a top five running back? Or vice versa? How much more confident are you in one than the other? I would, I would lean Lenny more than Saquon just because of the situation. See, I would I would lean Saquon before I would lean Lenny. And part of it is they brought in they drafted Rashad White. Like I don't think they draft Rashad White for nothing. And Lenny's getting mm-hmm. up there in age too. And I understand in redraft that's not everything, but I think I would trade Saquon because I know I could get more for Saquon. I don't think I could get as much for Lenny. I just don't. I think Saquon mm-hmm. like that's what, and that's why this is so tough because I do think Lenny and Saquon are surprisingly valued very equally. I just think Saquon's name and what you've seen him do the running back one overall. I like I I think I could get more for Saquon. So I'm going to trade Saquon, which means I would cut Leonard Fournette. Which I'm I <laughs> I think part of the reason why I was saying that this is the hardest one is because I couldn't put cuts in Saquon Barkley in the same sentence. <laughs> right. Right. That's real. That's so real. And the I, only that's way a I, tough one. The only way I can make it make sense was the way that I explained it, where like I I don't think I could get the value that I would want for Saquon back. That's fair. That's fair. 
And I would demand it. That's the difference between you and me. I would just demand it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you're going to exactly. give it to me because I know what you're hoping for because it's exactly what I'm hoping for. And that's why I'm not, that's why I wouldn't trade him. But if I were to trade him, I know what I would want for him, which I would be more than Leonard Fournette. So, I mean, look, they're both going to be machines this year. I have Saquon Barkley statted out in a full 17 game season to be a top 10 running back. Um, now, I'm not drafting him there because you do recognize there's injury concerns. But, I mean, the difference between him and Fournette in my rankings is is going to be they're going to be back to back in my rankings because i'm going to drop camara from 11 down to however far in my rankings because of the looming excuse me the looming suspension um so lenny and saquon are going to be back to back for me at 10 mm-hmm. and 11 so i it's that that i agree that is definitely the toughest one i don't disagree with your take either i know i push back pretty hard but that it's for the sake of the pod it's for the sake of the pod it was not because i really actually disagreed all that much but we we we, we love a good little devil's advocate argument a little devil's advocate argument i agree let's move on to the next cluster here we have a cluster of wide receivers keep trade or cut deontay johnson michael Pittman jr and dj moore Deontay's currently going as the wide receiver 14. Michael Pittman's going as the wide receiver 16. DJ Moore is the wide receiver 18. So you have some pieces in between there. Uh, For reference, those pieces are DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin, in case you care. But I think we have mixed feelings on those guys. And I think I felt this would lead to better conversation, better better podcast piece than uh, those other ones would. So Deontay Johnson... Michael Pittman, DJ Moore. Tyler, who are you keeping? I swear you looked at my draft guy because I literally have these guys back to back to back. I might have. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. Okay. Who am I keeping? Oh, come on. Don't make this hard on yourself. I know who you're keeping. I'm keeping Pittman. Yep. Why are you keeping Pittman? I I I I know it's painful because you like all those guys, but oh. I I need I need you to keep pushing this pro Pittman agenda because I'm not brave enough to do it. Look, Pittman's getting an upgrade at quarterback in an offense that needs him as a possession wide receiver, which screams volume play. Maybe the touchdowns aren't going to be there. The volume's going to be there every single week because he's really the only guy. There's no one there to threaten him. Alec, or uh, yeah, Alec Pierce, maybe later. Paris Campbell, whatever the hype is on Paris Campbell so far this year from minicamp is just, just, it's (laughs) nothing, nothing until August. So who, like, who else does Matt Ryan have to throw the ball to? Like, like, I, and I, I, Again, I fully admit that the red zone targets and touchdowns may not be there for Pittman because there are guys like Mo Ali Cox who Matt Ryan might target in the red zone a little more often because that's what he's done in the past. There's Jonathan Taylor. I I get all that. Sorry, I was was looking up something on my phone. I love Mo Ali Cox. I just have to answer my (laughs) love for him here. You brought his name up, and I I couldn't go without acknowledging it. Continue. I just like Matt Ryan. Like I think Matt Ryan makes Michael Pittman a wide receiver one this year. 
I thought I was going to keep Michael Pittman. I think I'm going to keep DJ Moore. Interesting. First four weeks of the season last year, 15.4 fantasy points, 21.9 fantasy points, 20.5 fantasy points, 31.9 fantasy points. We're talking about a dude who was a top five wide receiver to start the season last year. Not to mention, that's when Christian McCaffrey was on the field. Christian McCaffrey being injured actually hurt DJ more last year. So if you're telling me, which I'm projecting a full and healthy season for Christian McCaffrey, you're telling me that I could get potentially that level of DJ more. Now, I mean, don't, don't get me, don't hear what I'm not saying. Like I'm not DJ Morse only had four touchdowns last year. Like there is that massive downside to him, but like, I'm scared Indy is just going to continue to be extremely run heavy and that I'm not going to be able to rely on Michael Pittman every single week. I think like Michael Pittman will, he's a top, I I believe he's 16 wide receiver 16 in my rankings. Uh, So I like Michael Pittman this year. Don't get me wrong, but it's just one of those where like, I still think that team runs through Jonathan Taylor. And just because Matthew Ryan is the quarterback, I've never used Matthew Ryan. I've never used his full name before. That felt so weird. Oh, oh man! I kind of want to. I kind of want to. Kind of want to barf. I felt gross. That was so natural too. Like there was zero hesitancy. You just went straight oh. into Matthew Ryan, and ugh. oh, I hate that. Oh. Matt Ryan, now that Matt Ryan's the quarterback, even though he hucks the ball around a little bit more, like I still think that team's run first. I'm just going to pick it up and keep going. I can't sit in that much longer. Otherwise, I might actually puke. Um, <laughs> I'm keeping DJ Moore. Final answer. Lock it in. Who are you trading? I'm trading Deontay. Mm, interesting. I think a lot of people are looking at Deontay as a – Step back candidate just because of the quarterback. Uh, that's me. That's me. <laughs> that, that that's you. Is that you? That's me. <laughs> that's me. I I really don't think Deontay is going to be super affected by that because he's clear and by far the lead target getter in this offense. He is. I I don't know what his uh his a dot is, but I. Like Deontay's always going to be there. He he's open all the time. He has solved the drop issues from the two years ago now. The thing that hurts him is red zone. That's the thing that's going to hurt him. Yeah. And I agree. I can and I know a lot of people have talked about the like, oh, remember Mitch Trubisky and Allen Robinson connection? Let's not go down that route. They're not this the is, same wide receiver. This is two very different Mitch Trubisky's. Yes. <laughs> two very different wide receivers. I'm I'm going to try and sell high on Deontay because I also think you know what you're getting with Deontay because he's a volume guy. Yeah, he's a volume guy. I would agree. I don't know if he's going to see that 160 targets again, though, this year, which is what I'm more concerned about. <clears throat> so I am going to trade Michael Pittman. Because I know there's people like you out there who love him. 
I will buy but, low on him from you. If yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just turn it right back on you, sir. Um, <laughs> no, I would sell Michael Pittman here, mostly because I think there are a ton of people who believe in him this year. And, and frankly, I think there's more people who are in on Pittman than there are on Deontay. And I know yeah. I'll be able to get... I know I'll be able to get more value value back for Pittman than I would Deontay. And frankly, like if we're doing like a, who do you prefer? Like one, two, three, if this is really what that is, I prefer Pittman second, but I also think I could just get more out of Pittman than I could out of Deontay to somebody who, excuse me, would be more in on Pittman. That's because I think a lot of people share that same um, opinion as you of Michael Pittman's going to be, you know, wide receiver one this year. Um, or a borderline wide receiver one. I think a lot of people share that opinion. It's not an unpopular one, uh, but I'm like much more conservative of like yeah, closer to 15 than 10. Um, so yeah, no, I'm with you. Well, I like Pittman. I like him enough to trade him. That's how I, that's what I'll leave it with. I, I like him enough to trade him. So I'm cutting Deontay Johnson and you're cutting DJ Moore, which shocks me. How does that feel? Process your emotions with me right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there is a lot that needs to be discovered that needs to be looked into. <laughs> um, no, cutting DJ Moore doesn't feel right, but he's such a wild card to me. And yeah. I think he's the riskiest out of the three. Because of his quarterback. That's fair. That is fair. I know that the man had career year for targets. The receptions weren't there. And to me, that's also true. To me, I mean, as a DJ Moore owner in Dynasty, I'm taking, I took a risk going with DJ Moore. That's true. So again, I I look I think DJ Moore is the riskiest out of the three. That's why I got to cut him because I know I can I know what you can get with Deontay and I know the situations there, but you can look at the past and be like, it's not him. It's not a Deontay Johnson issue, right? Michael Pittman, you can look at and say he's the lone guy in that offense besides Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. So I kind of maybe the I kind of default to DJ Moore being cut because that's just how it played out. I wouldn't like it, but that's just how it is. I that's that, I didn't think I would be keeping DJ Moore, but the more I sat and I thought about these other two and how, like how I thought about them, I'm like there's also something to be said about the safety net of DJ Moore too. Of just like 12 points. Great. I feel like there's less volatility. Uh, Deontay, there's that safety net too. I think, but I'm I just, I just, I, I, I can't buy in on Deontay this year. I just, I haven't gotten to that point yet. I may get there by August. I'm not there. Near as we as we're July first here as this podcast is coming out. I'm just not there yet. So, keep trade cut number three. This is gonna be a fun one. Keep trade cut number three. Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Josh Jacobs. 
Cam Akers currently going as the running back 17. Josh Jacobs as the running back 20. J.K. Dobbins as the running back 21. These are these are these three names are most commonly grouped together from what I've seen and, and a lot of different takes on what their value will be this year. Tyler, who are you keeping out of those three? I'm keeping my boy Cam Akers. Really? Indeed, I am. There's, see, there is some risk with Acres this year. Yeah, a lot. A In lot. My, my question then is, and I think my answer is going to kind of expose your answer a little bit because I, I want to say your keep is going to be J.K. Dobbins, isn't it? It might be. You're on YouTube. I just got a big old smile on my face. (laughs) What's the difference? So what's, how do I phrase this right? How does Akers have more risk than J.K. Dobbins? Less efficiency. Coming off of an injury that historically has not been as I mean, let's be real. Coming off of an ACL versus an Achilles, I mean, you don't want to come off of either of those. But the history behind Achilles uh, in the NFL has not been good, and I am terrified that Cam Akers is still going to be an inefficient running back. And at what point does Sean McVay say, "Daryl, go take a few more snaps"? When J.K. Dobbins already has that built into his value. Sure, sure. That's how I see it to be more risky. Um, I. Like, I feel like with J.K. Dobbins, you know the situation he's walking into. You know exactly how the season is going to go. He's going to come back. He's going to average right around four and a half, five yards a carry. He's going to get 200 and something touches this year. He'll probably score nine times, and he'll sit right around running back 20. Cam Akers, he could he could be the guy. He could get his efficiency back. He could get all the receiving work. He could finish. I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't think Cam Akers can be top 15 this year. I think he totally could. I'm not buying it, though. I'm not buying it. Does that change at all if J.K. Dobbins starts out on the pup list? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yes. If, if Dobbins does start out on the pup list, that obviously changes. I still don't know if Cam Akers would be my keep, though. That's why I'll spoil it. Dobbins is my cut. That's fair. That's totally fair. I don't. I don't disagree with that at all. Because if it wasn't if it wasn't Dobbins, I'd be cutting. It'd be Acres. Those two would yeah. switch. Yeah, it's that, the, well, I mean, it's so, the pub list. It's the pub yeah. list that scares me. That's fair, and 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 maybe it. Yeah, maybe we should have done some different names because there is a lot of uncertainty with Dobbins, and if he starts on the pub list, I'm going to assume he doesn't. And I am keeping J.K. Dobbins. Uh, he's my running back 18. So running back 18 across the board. Uh, you know what you're getting. Right, like I understand he's coming off of an ACL tear. I'm not expecting him to average six yards a carry like he did his rookie season. Okay, what I am expecting is lots of goal line work. I'm expecting him to still be efficient with his touches. Five yards a carry is still nothing to nothing to shrug disrespect. At. Yeah, that's nothing to shrug at. Um, and I'm expecting him to probably get somewhere between 220 and 230 carries this year. Not expecting a monster workload, but I am expecting him to get quite a bit of rushing work. Um, so 
I feel like I know what I'm getting with Dobbins. I feel like I know with his touchdown upside too, like they're going to use him around the goal line. I, I feel like I know what I'm getting with Dobbins more than I know what I'm getting with Cam Akers and Josh Jacobs this year. Now, again, if Dobbins ends up on the pup list, obviously he can get cut, um, which then I think I would make – that'd be so tough because I really don't want to keep either Jacobs or – I think I would lean towards keeping Jacobs, though, and trading Cam Akers. Um, only, well, okay, okay but, but, but hear me out, but hear me out, but hear me out. Cam Akers, because I know there are people who are holding on to that promise. I'm not holding on to that promise. He's more expendable than Josh Jacobs to me in that case. Right, right. That's all. That's the only reason. I don't want to keep either of them. That's why I'm keeping J.K. Dobbins. Um, I guess maybe I spoiled my trade by by saying that. But um, who? So, so who are you trading? You say you're cutting Dobbins already. You already spoiled your cut. So you're trading Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs. Because for whatever reason, people are all of a sudden. I I was in on J, on Josh Jacobs, and then guess what? I came back to reality. Okay. <laughs> Trade this man while his value is high. Enough said. I, I, here's the thing that baffles me about the fantasy football community sometimes. We love to acknowledge upside. We love, love, love to acknowledge upside. However, we don't love to acknowledge downside. Okay. It's the case with Miles Sanders every single season. Oh, he is so efficient. He is so athletic. He's in a run-heavy offense. Yes, that is all true. That is 100% true. I agree. But you want to talk about the fact that he's in a running back committee? And people will say, oh, well, look at the touches. It doesn't work that way. It 100% works that way. If Aaron Jones is in a running back committee. Miles Sanders is in a running back committee, okay? You can't have it both ways. You 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 can't have your cake and eat it too here, all right? You have to acknowledge the downside of these players. Josh Jacobs is also one of those players. That offense is so good. They could be in scoring position more often. Yes, they absolutely could. They absolutely could. You want to know his downside, though? He's not going to get receiving work. He is not going to have 68 targets again this season. His receptions per season are not, or targets per season are not going to go up by 18 and a half. (laughs) When will we realize, like, (laughs) we have to acknowledge downside at some point too. We can't keep saying, look at this upside and not acknowledge the downside because now I'm going to go back to Aaron Jones. This is a perfect example. I'm going off on a totally different rant outside of Josh Jacobs. I'm sorry. I'm kind of really derailing us, but this is something I've recently discovered in the fantasy football community, and it drives me up a wall. People will say this for Aaron Jones. I acknowledge the upside of Aaron Jones, right? And then people will try and create a downside and say, well, won't they stack the box because Aaron Rodgers uh, won't have anybody to throw to? And my answer is yes, they probably will. But you're not drafting Aaron Jones for that. Like, I am not concerned about that with Aaron Jones because I'm not drafting him to be a running back that gets 240 touches and average at least four and a half yards per carry. I'm drafting him because he's getting you know 80 plus receptions or 80 plus targets this year, probably. Why are you drafting Miles Sanders on the hope of 
he's not in a committee and that is 190 touches. He scores six touchdowns this year, which he hasn't done more than once in his career. We have to acknowledge both, and that is the case with Josh Jacobs. You have to acknowledge his floor could be Damian Harris. His floor, his his ceiling is probably closer to Damian Harris, and his floor is probably 12 and a half rushing attempts per game with seven touchdowns on the season. That's not a guy I really want on my team who's then going to see 30 four, five targets, two targets a game. That That's not a guy who is running back twice. So we have to acknowledge both. As a fantasy football community, we have to quit banking on upside. We have to acknowledge downside. Rant over. I'm sorry. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. I'm trading Josh Jacobs. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> You're cutting Dobbins. I'm cutting Acres. That really got derailed. I'm so sorry, but you as a listener needed to hear that. You as a listener needed to hear that. I am so willing to acknowledge all the upside on players, but if we drafted every single fantasy player for their upside, we'd lose. You would lose all the time. All the time. You have to do a cost-benefit analysis of players' uh, upside and their downside. That is the reality. You cannot just go in blindly and say, but there's so much upside. Yeah, there's so much downside too. And you have to start acknowledging that. Dare I make the argument that downside is more likely than upside? That's what we don't talk about. (laughs) That's what we don't talk about. (laughs) Everyone wants to say it's a 50-50 shot, but let's be honest. It's like baseball. You get hits yeah. three out of ten times, but you get out seven out of ten times. That's yeah. fantasy football. That feel that feels a lot like fantasy football. I hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree with that. Let's move on to our last keep trade cut. Um, wow, we spent a lot of time on that, but I don't regret it one bit. Not one bit. <laughs> Not one bit. Last keep trade cut. We're gonna look at rookie wide receivers here. This is gonna be fun. Drake London, Traylon Burks, Chris Olave. Drake London currently going as the wide receiver 40. Traylon Burks as the wide receiver 42. Chris Olave, the wide receiver 46. And Olave honestly makes this really interesting because I don't know which way I'm going to lean here. Um, and this is for redraft, not just dynasty. This is, this is we're, we're focusing mostly on redraft right now. Um, maybe with a little twist of dynasty, but I, I think it kind of depends on the, on the, on the players, but Tyler, who are you keeping? Drake London, Traylon Burks, Chris Olave. I'm going to go bold. I'm I'm keeping Chris Olave. Yes. Yes. I was hoping one of us would, but I wasn't sure if I would have the balls to do it. (laughs) I, I am, I'm keeping Chris Olave because the MT factor. Yes. This will backfire if MT is perfectly okay for training camp and week right. one and stuff. This will backfire. Yep. But how many weeks ago was it that I sent him a little video in our group chat? Oh, it's scary. Of Michael Thomas. Guard dog. Hello. Mo. Mo dog. Sorry. Um, I couldn't even hear him. He he pawed at the door. Oh, I see. 
he so it's open just enough that like he can like look around and you see this his snout right yeah like, yep yep you you still yeah. down here bro <laughs> yeah uh, you still there yeah, yeah yeah anyway that video of michael thomas doing box jumps two years post surgery not great not not good not great for the confidence if that is any indication of what to expect from Michael Thomas this year, you best believe I'll be keeping Chris Olave because he's then the wide receiver too in an offense that will find a way to utilize him. Yeah. They will make sure he gets used in that offense. They did not trade all that draft capital to not utilize him, to draft him at 11 and be like, you know what, what, what if we just made you the wide receiver three behind Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry? <laughs> what, what if we did that? <laughs> I kind of like that. I like you. Like, I, I, I like, I like, I like that you kept, <laughs> I like you, Tyler. I, you know what, man? I really thank like you. you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I hope that you do. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like the fact that you kept Chris Olave there. I'm going to keep Traylon Burks. Um, no, don't give me that. Don't give me that. <laughs> why why are you, you upset? You why what? are you so upset? Because why are you so upset? <laughs> no, you, you, you give your argument and I will, I just, just give your argument. It's okay. I, I, when you draft a guy to come in and replace a guy, you just traded away the caliber of AJ Brown, there are expectations and those expectations need to be met in some capacity. Robert Woods is going to miss fair to say four games to start the year two or two to four, somewhere in that range. Probably. Probably. I think that's perfect opportunity for Traylon Burks to get his feet underneath him. Right. I know this offense is still going to run through Derrick Henry, but I'm sorry, Ryan Tannehill can't hand the ball off 40 times the game to a running back who's nearing the age of 30 and has hit the tipping point for when running backs typically start to decline and a running back who came off a of foot surgery last year. Okay. Like let's not pretend Derrick Henry is invincible. We saw he wasn't last season. Matt Ryan, not Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, excuse me, has to throw the ball to somebody. Could be Westbrook kind. Yeah. But when you draft a nice shiny new toy, Traylon Burks, after you traded A.J. Brown, you should probably make sure that you feed Traylon Burks. Just thinking you should. Uh, and I, I think that offense is better than Atlanta's. That's the other piece I'll give. Um, that's why I was between Olave and, and Traylon Burks. But because you said Olave, I'm going to go Traylon Burks. I'm going to change my answer. You're going to say Drake London, aren't you? Chicken. No, no, just kidding. Never mind. I'm sticking with my answer. I'm doubling down. Okay. You're going to cut Traylon Burks, aren't you? Coward. <laughs> we're not talking about players we're cutting just <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about players that we're, tra- we're trading. We're, we're going out of order, Lucas. We need to talk about who we're trading first. <laughs> Who are you trading? I'm trading. I'm trading Drake London. No! 
because there's some fool who will believe, oh, he's the wide receiver, one of the Atlanta Falcons offense. And I'll go, have fun with the worst offense in the NFL. Here you go, pal. It's an easy sell. I'm debating. But that's my – see, now this is my debate because <clears throat> I think you could pitch the same argument for Drake London or Chris Olave. I think you could pitch either. I think oh. you could you could sell somebody. Um, look, Chris Olave is going to fill a huge role um, in the Saints' offense this year, especially playing alongside Michael Thomas. Jamin likes Jameis likes to throw the deep ball, but I think I agree with you. I think I, I think I'm going to trade Drake London um, on on the whim that someone is going to say, "Well, yeah, he's 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 the wide receiver one. He is. He's playing with Marcus Mariota. Kyle Pitts is on the other side of the ball. Like I." I don't have high hopes for Drake London this year. I have high hopes for him, the talent in future years, but in, in 2022, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Drake London in, in fantasy draft. So yeah, I agree. I would trade Drake London and by process of elimination, <laughs> you're cutting Traylon Burks. I know, I know I gave you heat for it. I don't disagree with it though. I don't disagree with it because I, can acknowledge the downside of Traylon Burks too, because when Robert Woods comes back, he's probably the wide receiver one, and Traylon Burks is going to be overshadowed. It's as simple as that. You don't get that as much yep. with Chris Olave. You have that built in. Yep. I think I'm cutting Chris Olave for that reason. I think I think there would be. I think we'll see Michael Thomas this season. I still think that'll be the number one option. And you bring in Jarvis Landry too. There's just a ton of competition there. So I'm cutting. Chris Olave, just because there will be the most competition there versus Traylon Burks and Drake London. There's only one guy ahead of them, if one, in Traylon Burks' case, to start the year. You have something you want to get off your chest. I see that little grin on your face. I have two things to say. Do it. Then we got to get to mailbag. One, if I'm not on next week's episodes, <laughs> please ask Lucas where I am. Because I may not be here. I will find you. And I will kill you. (laughs) Secondly, I was very, very sick. And I'm still very, very sick of people saying that Traylon Burks is a carbon copy of A.J. Brown. Oh, he's not. He's not. That's what people are arguing for Traylon Burks in fantasy. No, you have you can't argue that he's a carbon copy of AJ Brown. You have to argue he's replacing AJ Brown. Bingo. There's a difference. There's a difference. That's why that's why I can respect your take on it because that that is your take. Mm-hmm. But yes. for the people that are saying, no, Traylon Burks is exactly like AJ Brown and he's going to fill the role perfectly. No. That ain't it, Chief. That ain't it. Yep. That's why I'm cutting Traylon Burks because I'm also relatively out on the uh, the hype on his skill. Maybe that's the best way to put it. That's fair because I I I saw a whole lot of people during the draft and build up to the draft say Traylon Burks is wide receiver one in the draft, <laughs> and those people are fools, absolute John, fools. John Dotson went ahead of him. Yes, John Dotson. <laughs> okay. 
All this to say, Traylon Burks will be a fine NFL player. But for the expectation of him filling an A.J. Brown role and handling a A.J. Brown workload is no. not going to happen. No. No, the argument does have to be he's replacing A.J. Brown and they traded him away to then draft Trey Lombards with literally the pick they received to 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 draft Trey Lombards. Okay, they used the pick they got to draft their replacement. Not a carbon copy, a replacement. Okay, difference. That's what you have to argue if, if you are arguing for Trey Lombards. That was fun. That was fun. We made an episode out of that. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Enjoy that. Let's uh, let's close out with some mailbag. Let's close out with some mailbag. This will be fun. Uh, we got three questions here in front of us today. If you want your questions answered in our mailbag segment, FF fellows on Twitter, the FF fellows on Instagram, fantasy football fellows, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Send us a message. Leave a comment. Uh, we'll be posting on our stories or posting on the platforms themselves questions that we will answer on our podcast here. So uh, go drop your questions over there. We will answer them for you in our mailbag segments. I'll come from Instagram today. Caleb underscore B underscore three. Ask who is the better pick at one Oh seven. Najee Harris or Joe Mixon. This one's pretty easy for me. This is Najee Harris for me. It's Najee Harris for me. I agree. I agree. So here's the thing. There was a report that came out that, uh, yeah, Najee's not going to be on the field nearly as often as he was last year, which is hilarious because then Mike Tomlin comes out in a press conference and says, we need him to be a bell cow for us this year. And guess what? Both of those statements can be true. <laughs> yes, they can. They can. The re- and, and we've talked about this in the past. The number one thing that's probably going to go is the receiving numbers. The man finished with 74 catches on 94 targets. That is not going to happen again this year. And if it is, that's then the greatest trickery by any NFL team when it comes to talking about a player's role because that just no one's expecting it. Yeah. But he will still get a whole bunch of carries. He will be efficient with those carries because he is one of the best running backs in the in the NFL. Can we just say that? He just will. Yes. Yep. Mixon on the other hand, ceiling's a little bit capped just because of the offense that he's in. Yep. Najee at the 107. Yeah, Najee at the 107. I think Mixon won't get the receiving work that we desire for him too. That's kind of the big thing there. And again, we agree Najee's receiving work will come down, but like, what do you see? 90, 90 targets last year, something absurd like that. Like he's not going to see that many this year, but I, I'd be willing to bet he sees more than Mixon. I'd be willing to yes. bet he sees more than Mixon this year. Um, and I think that's the the great equalizer for me um, is, or the great, the, the, the separation between the two is Najee will see more receiving work. Oh, your jaw just dropped. What happened? Rob Snyder hit a two-run homer tonight. Oh! Way to go, Rob. For those of you who don't know, we love Rob Refsnyder. Uh, used to be a member of the Minnesota Twins. 
uh, all three of us fellows were at a game uh, last year, actually, and Rob Snyder was filling in for an injured Byron Buxton. And uh, yeah, Rob was Rob was he stole fantastic. our hearts. He stole, he stole our, our hearts. hearts. Stole our hearts. So we are uh, Tyler's team name in our in our dynasty league is the Rob Snyder fan club. So we love Rob Snyder. We're dipping outside of football here, but uh, way to go, Rob! Way to go, Rob! Way to go, Rob! Way to go. Rob Ruffsnyder is my hero, man. I love Rob. <laughs> so I agree. Najee Harris at the 107. Next question. Oh, goodness. I don't want to butcher your name. Eshanara10 from Instagram as well. I apologize if I if I messed that up. It's who Should I keep? I'm trying to say it myself, too. I'm sorry. I'm butchering no. it, too, probably. <laughs> You're good. You're good. We apologize. Thanks for sending in your question, though, man. We appreciate it. Who should I or should I keep Alvin Kamara or should I deal him playing in a league that knows the true value? So I'm gonna guess. I don't know if this is redraft or dynasty. I, I if you did a redraft league already, I, I'm sorry, that's a tough spot to be in. I'm gonna assume this is keeper or dynasty. In that case, I would say keep Kamara. He's still he's gonna be a top five running back when he returns. I think you can make do with Kamara in the meantime with other pieces and that, that you'll be drafting most likely. Or if you're in dynasty, obviously you don't want to move off Kamara at this point. This would not be the point to move off Kamara. So I would hold on to Kamara. Even if I did redraft at this point, I just know the player I'd be getting back for Kamara at this point wouldn't be worth it. So yeah, and especially if your league mates know like what Alvin Kamara can actually be and are willing to sit on him and not pay full price for him. I I would hold on to Camaro. I think you're kind of pinned into it, but regardless, keeper or dynasty, I would still hold on to Camaro. Dynasty for sure keeping. Yes. Because the, the beauty in dynasty is that it does kind of lessen the blow a bit on suspensions yep. and stuff. Yep. Redraft, though, it gets kind of tricky. If you can sell him for a full 17 game like Alvin Kamara, I'd absolutely do it. But if if the rest of your league is noticing all the headlines that he is embrace or you know he's prepping for a six game suspension and whatnot, I would probably hold on to him because you're not going to get the right value that Alvin Kamara should get in a fantasy football trade. Yeah, a hundred percent agree with that. A hundred percent agree with that. <clears throat> well said. Let's wrap up one last question here uh, from Martin underscore ethan 11 yo ethan what's going on players to buy high buy low on for trades we're going to take this from a dynasty perspective because in redraft it's too early to be doing that so um and frankly if you're drafting for your redraft already you should just be doing mock drafts for those don't do an actual (laughs) redraft draft right now um so for dynasty one buy high one buy low for each of us and we can give short analysis because we'll be talking about these, probably a lot of these players in the coming weeks. Yeah. Buy high, sell low. Um, buy high, buy low. So who, 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 who do you want to go out and get for dynasty right now? And who's a guy that like may not be the most exciting player to trade for, but you still want on your team. I think a buy low Michael Gallup. Love that. Love that. A buy high that I'm selling the farm for. 
but like someone not super obvious. Yeah, right. But someone not obvious, right? Like, like, like after his contract now. Like, if I'm in a if I'm in a league with, with people who are buying Terry McLaurin, is like, oh, his dynasty value just takes a hit now. Like, I understand the argument behind that, but if you have people who believe that in your league, I'm going out and getting Terry McLaurin right now for what I can. 20, 27 years old, um, not a great dynasty asset to be holding on. I mean, he he's a nice player, don't get me wrong, but, like, he's no Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Jamar Chase, right? Like, I would I would go out and um, I'll go out and get him. I would even, you know what? I take that back. I would go out and get DK Metcalf. Ooh. That's my buy low. I'll go out and get DK Metcalf. <laughs> Um, he's young. He's still going to cost you a bit, but I would yep. go out and buy low on him because he, he is a buy low candidate right now. You can't sell him for Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf. You have to, you can't buy him for more than Drew Locke, DK Metcalf. Even if Baker Mayfield goes to Seattle, how, how did Odell do with Baker? Like, I, I don't, it doesn't give me any more confidence. So uh, too hot. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't, doesn't give me any more confidence. So you like, you have managers who have DK. If you can get ninety cents on the dollar, for, I don't think I would go lower than seventy-five. I wouldn't go lower than seventy-five. But if you can get ninety cents on the dollar for DK, that'd be pretty dang good. Frankly, I'd be willing to pay that for DK in Dynasty. Buy high, Aaron Jones. Yes, great one. That's a great one. I agree. We've done our explanation already in this episode and the last yeah. episode too. Yeah. Do you have a buy low at all? Buy low, Michael Gallup. Yes, you said that. Sorry. I totally skipped over that. Um, if I'm buying high, oh, here's a guy. Here's a guy. T. Higgins. I'm going out and get Ooh, T. Higgins if okay. I can. If I can go out and get T. Higgins, I'm going to go out and do that. You've got some content creators that are not so happy with this take, Lucas. Defend it. Uh I, I don't get what's not to like about T. Higgins, especially in Dynasty. 23 years old. Okay, he's still young. Yes, he's the wide receiver two on that team. I explained this. Was this last week? Yeah, when we did the AFC North, and I said that T. Higgins was my wide receiver 11. I don't – like, what is there not to like about T. Higgins? Is it the fact that, like, he doesn't get super high volume and super high receptions? Like, that's not who T. Higgins is. He's not a, a high efficiency or a high – volume guy he's a high efficiency guy he's gonna do a lot with his touches when you when you give it to him and the Bengals offense is gonna take a step forward they are a pass heavy offense um i shouldn't say pass heavy they favor the pass more in the offense that's the proper phrase i don't know what's not to like about t higgins you might have to pay a pretty penny for t higgins but i don't know like they're if you could here, here how about this i'm gonna use the guy i just talked about i would go give up dk Metcalf to go get t higgins I'll go give yeah. up DK Metcalf for T Higgins. Yeah. Terry McLaurin. If you have Terry McLaurin on your team, go out and get T Higgins. Throw in some other pieces, get T Higgins. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. So I, I don't know. I love T Higgins this year. I would go, I'll go out and pay full price for him right now. Um, yeah. Anything you want to add to wrap out the episode here? We're coming up on 50 minutes. I didn't think this could be a 50 minute episode, but here we are. Here we are. Um, again, if I'm not here next week, it's because Lucas came over to my house and voiced his disagreement and his displeasure for my Traylon Burks take. So I'm really yeah. not that upset with it at all. I it, it, I I find a lot of merit in it. 
So here come no. here comes a week of no sleep. <laughs> Better sleep with one eye open. No, we I will not hit our point. <laughs> We've hit our point. We need to wrap out the episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fells podcast. Uh, go buy our draft guide, $5. Uh, $5 plus your email on Venmo, Cash App, PayPal. Projections on over 200 players this year. That is over 600 projections because you are getting projections from myself. You're getting projections from Tyler. You're getting projections from Cameron for $5. That is $1.33 per person's projections and then within each of our own projections there's over 200 players so you take 200 you take a dollar 33 divided by 200 and it is point zero 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 zero. it should be 1.67 per i did my math wrong that would only lead us to four dollars and we're charging five dollars it's late at night man i can't do this anymore Ooh, <laughs> 1.67 per either way you then divide 1.67 by 200 and that's how much you're getting for project point being it is a steal okay five dollars that's all it is five dollars five dollars venmo cash app paypal fantasy football fellas on venmo ff fellas on both cash app and paypal give us a follow on the socials as well i want to make sure there wasn't anything else i want to throw in there at the end follow us on the socials uh ff fellas on twitter the ff fellas on instagram fantasy football fellas facebook Post some more content on YouTube. Uh, come catch us over there. We're posting our video recording podcast over there as well, which uh, if you heard all of our laughter tonight uh, and a couple of references. Like, don't make that face at me, right? You get all that on YouTube. That makes it so much better. You get all that on YouTube. So go check us out over there. Uh, and then uh, Fancy Football Fells on TikTok as well. We, uh, we are still cruising up over there. We're re- releasing all sorts of great videos every single day. Uh, once we hit 75K, we're going to have some fun celebrating. Uh, let's, uh, let's push that, uh, let's push that follower account up there. So if you don't follow us over there, uh, if you are coming from TikTok, maybe you're coming from TikTok. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Um, this was a fun little venture. We decided to hop on, uh, just over a year ago now, and we didn't think we'd be at this point today, honestly. Well, maybe Cameron did. I wasn't sure what to make. I thought this was just going to be a fun hobby. And now all of a sudden, a lot of investment, a lot of time, a lot of energy into this because we care about it a lot. So thanks for making that happen for us. Two Stooges being dudes. We'll hope Cameron is back next week. Fancy football fellas signing off. We'll see you all next week. Deuces. Deuces. Deuces.